Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Sports washing is not the way the PJ Tour should go, and they did. I saw him the other night. He's done a good. He's done a great job forever on that uh, golf channel. He knows golf better than anybody. We're not going to bother him with my par on 18 at Shorehaven on Sunday. He's got more important things to worry about. But he says hello to us now, Brendel Chambly. Brendel, nice to talk. Uh, good to have you with us here today. How you doing? Okay. I'm, I'm terrific. Nice par, by the way. And always yeah, nice par. I was, down by, I, was down, I was down one, and I hit a big drive, 70-yard gap, seven feet, two putt, four, one on the second extra playoff hole, so I felt good about myself for a change in 86 under pressure situations. Anyway, and who you says, that who a, says you're not good in the clutch? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, I saw your response, of course, a couple of days ago. I know this has really bothered you. Have you uh, come to grips with this? What is your take? Have you wrestled with it a little better? I'm sure you made plenty of phone calls. You've had a couple of days to I give have. it some thought. Let me hear you. Let me hear your take on the merger. Go ahead. Look, I have I have spent you know almost every waking moment uh, learning more and more about this deal. I have talked to pretty much everybody, including people who are very close. Uh, to making this deal. So I, I've got my arms a little bit more around this. Um, look, you know, the PGA Tour was in, a, in an untenable position in that they had intractable legal issues going indefinitely into the future. And I, I am pretty sure there was legal liability and vulnerability on both sides and that, that they just didn't want the discovery process. But besides that, hemorrhaging money. Uh, and you, if you could go back to the start of all of this, uh, and you could say, look, Jay Monahan's at fault here. That's what a lot of people are saying, that he didn't see this coming. But I, I'd say that it would have been next to impossible to have seen this coming back in 2014-15, the economic irrationality of a threat like this, where somebody was willing to throw billions and billions of dollars at a, at a, at a new tour without any chance of it being profitable. Who could ever anticipate that? But for it to succeed, it needed to get converts. And it got them in Phil, and then Phil recruited DJ and Brooks, and, and on it went. So if we're looking for you know somebody to point the finger at, I personally point the finger at those players that left and went to live. That allowed the Saudis to get their foot in the door, so to speak. And you could argue that they're no longer have their foot in the door, that they're in the room right now. And I think that's very sad for the game of golf. Uh, and it, yeah, it makes me sick to my stomach. And I think June 6th, uh, which was the announcement of this merger, it was one of the saddest, if not the saddest day in the history of professional golf. Wow. That's pretty strong. Now, why did the, you said the PJ tour is hemorrhaging money. Ratings have been pretty solid since the big guys left. I mean, has sponsorship been down a hundred percent. What has happened in the last 12 to 13? I know they had to raise the pools. They had to raise the purses and the elevated events, but what has happened in the last 15 months to really make a financial dent in the PJ tour? Well, for, yeah, first of all, you know, scores, I mean, tens of millions of dollars of legal issues. So, so that's going out the door. But they had to elevate the purses. I always say, you know, the market decides what things are worth. And when market principles are not at work, it becomes a bit irrational. So on the, you know, how are you trying to compete with a government, not a government, MBS, Mohammed bin Solomon, with an endless source of money, and no regulatory committee to stop him from throwing money at this reputational laundering 
scheme that he has going on. So if the PGA Tour is going to compete and they try to elevate their purses to, I would argue, an irrational amount, I call it irrational because I don't think it's justified in the ratings. I don't think that the sponsors are, are getting their $25 million worth. Uh, and so it's, it's I, I think, stressing the, the, the sponsors. So when I say hemorrhaging money, I'm talking about trying to subsidize these purses. And, you know, the, the tour is a, is a nonprofit. Yeah, they had a rainy day fund, but between COVID and elevating purses to compete with Live, I think they would have blown right through that rainy day fund. So to the extent that they did, they're in a bit of, they're in a bit of trouble. Like, do you bring in venture capital or private equity and change the nonprofit aspect of the PGA Tour? Or do you, do you just hold fast to principle and say to the tour players, look, we're just going to play for less money. Now, trust me, this is for the good of the game, but you guys are not going to be able to play for these purses. But we can stand on principle. And, and, and look, as quixotic as that sounds, I feel like that would have been the better thing to do. But you run the case then of people jumping ship and going to live, which then brings into question the media rights that were paid to the PGA Tour by the various networks that are dependent upon a guarantee of a certain number of stars. If the stars lead, it invalidates the media contract. So imagine the pickle that the PGA Tour was in. Yeah, uh, I, I 100%, and I don't think anybody would have wanted to play for less purses. Who was the, was it Monaghan? Was it Jimmy Dunn, who we are hearing about? Who was, the, who was the guy that got the whole ball rolling talking to the uh, Saudis on the PGA side? Look, there were five, as far as I know, uh, you know, I, I believe there were five people in that room. Dave Monaghan, Keith Kelly, who's the commissioner of the European Tour, Ed Herlihy, uh, the the lawyer, uh, Jimmy Dunn, uh, the the problem solver, uh, and Yasser Al-Rumayan. So, you know, you know, my guess is, and I don't know this, but the best I can connect the dots is that this deal was to stop the litigation, stop the hemorrhaging of money, and to because look, if there if there's billions of dollars out there and the pith uh, the, the investment fund of the Saudis is not going away. They've invested hundreds of billions of dollars in the U.S. economy. All right, they're not going away, and they're, they want to be in golf because they want to attract international investment to their country. They're a one commodity country. They're trying to anticipate uh, the future and bring international investment. So they're they're not going anywhere. So what if what if you know live goes away, but the money goes somewhere else to another entity? to start another tour with uh, maybe a, a, another governing body of the PGA uh, the, in, in professional golf. So this was the case, I'm guessing, of an adage of keeping your enemies close. And in inviting him in, maybe it did solve the economic issues of the PGA Tour. And maybe it will lead to the destruction of Liv. And maybe, given the current status of the PGA Tour, that it was in dire straits, you could argue that it actually was good for the PGA Tour. Not the state of the PGA Tour five, six, eight, ten years ago, not that one, but the current state of the PGA Tour, you could argue that. But yeah, then again, morality, you're yeah, sacrificing I, the profit. Yeah, you're, 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 you're sacrificing a bit of morality if you want to go in that direction. Any 100%. particular... Uh, now, listen, I know they want to keep it with a short circle. Is there any particular reason that Monaghan and company couldn't give at least a guy like 
Rory, a little bit of a heads up and not blindside him Tuesday at 9 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I think they would probably like to go back and handle that again. You know, uh, you know, I understand their their reasons for confidentiality. I listen to them explain it. Uh, it, it. It likely does make sense to some extent, but I think they would like to do that over again. You know, bring Tiger and Rory and Hideki Matsuyama along. Involve them in this whole process. Uh, you know, Jay Monahan said as much. He, he, in hindsight, he'd like to have talked to the 9-11 uh, you know the families of the 9/11, uh, and and brought them along in this process and explained to what he explained his thinking in this process. So yeah, in hindsight, I'm sure they'd like to go back and and do this all over again because the players and I'm sure the biggest names in the game feel not only blindsided but betrayed by it. What was that meeting like in Toronto? And can Monahan, who's now the CEO, at the end of the day, is he going to be able to survive? Well, the meeting, by uh, you know, by all accounts, was very contentious and heated. And I've been to, you know, I, I used to be on the Player Advisory Committee. I was in numerous of these meetings over the 15 years I was on the PGA Tour. They almost always are heated, almost always about far less contentious issues than this. But this one sounded particularly heated. And uh, a lot of accusations were thrown around. A lot of name-calling was thrown around. Uh, as what it sounds like. Can Jay survive this? I, look, if, if the players are convinced that it actually was for their benefit and that the reasons for the secrecy were pertinent to this deal getting done, which if you, if you look at the history of the people that are on the, the PGA Tours policy board, they're very shrewd people who love the game of golf. I don't think, maybe I'm being, again, quixotic, I don't think they were in it for personal profit. I think they were in it for the betterment of the game and to keep the PGA Tour from collapsing. And again, the PGA Tour is in a tough spot. So if the players come to that understanding through, you know, they're going to have to engage and learn as much as they can about this deal. And the idea is that they're going to make, as far as I can tell, the PGA Tour is saying that they're going to make all of the players whole who stood by the PGA Tour? Uh, that's that's my that's my understanding. And you know, I think the hardest thing to take in all this was the gloating of the players who left for live. You know, the Phil and the Brooks and the DJ and the Bryson. To me, it's like how daft can they be? Because if they if they had any sense at all, they would have looked at that deal and seen that it would inevitably lead to the end of live, which means all of them they're celebrating like they all got a promotion and they all got fired. And and it's going to into the it'll be the end of live, so they will have to then come back through the leadership of the PGA Tour to have any place in the world to play besides the four major championships. And if you read Jimmy Dunn's comments today in the AP, when he saw them gloating, he was like, "Double their fines." So their fines doubled that day. They lost their job that day, and they were wandering around like they all won the lottery. And that I made mean- the players on the PGA Tour sick to their stomach. Hard to believe, though, Brendel, that they are not going to figure out a way to get Dustin Johnson and Cameron Smith and guys like that back on a uh, on some tour that both of them sponsor with everybody else next year. I agree with you. The next seven months, no, maybe not the Ryder Cup either, but I would be pretty surprised if you don't see Dustin Johnson somewhere next year in America playing golf, and I don't mean just the majors. How about that? <laughs> 
Well, they're going to have to they're going to have to pay some fines. They will not come back seamlessly. They left. It caused irreparable damage to the PGA Tour and irreparable damage to the reputation of the PGA Tour. So everybody wants to pin this on Jay. I will pin this on BJ and Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson and a lot of them that left because this is what allowed the Saudis to get their foot in the door and well, ultimately will it, 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 it let it it absolutely did and this tarnished I, the reputation of the PGA Tour and professional golf. But I don't have, you know, I don't have a problem. You and I have discussed this, and I know you are adamant the other way. I don't, if somebody offers you $100 million to go play golf in Saudi Arabia, I mean, you know, whether we think sports washing and 9-11 and the Wall Street Reporter, I give you many a country that has many deals with American yep. uh, sports and everything else. Yep. That is, does So I don't, you know, the Howard Warners of the world, if well, this well, is well, let me, let me do, just take you, Let me just yeah, push ahead. back a little bit. All right, let me just push back a little bit. Let me just say, okay, fair enough. They left. They're entitled to go leave and get $100 million or $20 million or $50 million or whatever. I'm not going to say what the market will pay them because I would differ. I don't believe this is free market principles. Okay, This is laundering, reputational laundering. So they're going to pay whatever it costs. Everybody says it's about the money. If it's only about the money, how are the Saudis so willing to lose money? So clearly they're, they're not making money. So it can't only be about the money. On their side of it, it is not about the money. It is about reputational laundering. And to do that, they need athletes. They need athletes to do it. So they're trying to buy. Thank God Lionel Messi said no to them. Thank God uh, Endeavor Entertainment said no to them. There are people who stood on principle and didn't leave for profit. But in leaving, I'll offer this to you. In leaving, what they allowed to happen was for professional golf to keep up with the Saudis, they would have to likely get rid of the philanthropic aspect of the PGA Tour. They would have to likely get rid of the meritocratic aspect of the PGA Tour. Well, that holds the commercial appeal of the PGA Tour to corporate America. And if corporate America can no longer align themselves with the PGA Tour for its meritocratic aspects and its philanthropic aspects, it becomes one big money grab for everybody. And in the process, it paints the image of professional golf, an image that by and large has been without controversy for 10, 20, 30, 40 years now. So they are complicit in in not only sports washing and reputational laundry, they are complicit in bringing down professional golf, and they did it for personal profit. Now, we can applaud their, their right to do that and say that they had every right to do it, but it does come with consequences. So I would call it narcissistic greed, bloated consumption, and gloating. Now, they can take the money and run to the bank all they want, but they don't get to escape the criticism that comes with it. Yeah, but, I mean, the tour is not the same without these guys on it. Let's be honest. I mean, the world wants to see Kepka, Cameron Smith. Uh, they want to see Dustin There's a reason Johnson. they were paid hundreds of millions of dollars to go. We want to see them. They're good players. We want to see them. And, and obviously yep. the theme and the, obviously the theme that they would be rusty, that didn't work out. Kepka just, you know, they played well in the two majors. Look, they're I mean, good Kepka, players. There's a, reason, there's a reason the Saudis wanted to buy them. They're good but, players. They're stars. I, and, it, I, and, I, you know? and, as a, and as a sports fan, Brendel, I, I know what you're saying about all the other stuff. I want to see him play. I'm a sports fan. I want to see back. I, I know you have a problem with it, but I want to see Kepka at the Ryder Cup. You know, I want to like see. I like watching uh, Kepka play golf. Don't confuse, don't confuse, you know, my feelings about where the money comes from and my disgust with them taking it with any lack of respect for their ability to play the game. I certainly and isn't that what it is? 
and, and, and on a Sunday afternoon, and in a Sunday afternoon at, uh, on October first or Sunday morning, October first in Rome, I want to see Dustin Johnson, Patrick Ewing, and Kepka play to see if we can win the Ryder Cup. And if they took a yeah, billion well, dollars, to, I, I, yeah, I want to see that look, as look, a fan. Yeah, I, I would argue they're not playing for their country. They're not. They're playing for live. And if you doubt that, all you have to do is look at how many of those live defectors co-opted Brooks Kepka's win at the PGA Championship, just use it as a referendum on live. Everything that they will be doing in the Ryder Cup, if they're there, will be a referendum on live. It will be about promoting Saudi dollars. What that should be is people who are there to play for their country. And by the way, if Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson really cared about playing for their country, they would have been at the Olympics. But they passed up the Olympics for every reason they could come up with. So it's not about them being there and playing for their country. They're there playing for live. So you tell me the Ryder Cup, which is meant to be about your country and your, your, your patriotage and your tour, and they would be there for another tour and playing for another country. Well, I, yeah, I mean, how about what Scheffler said, though? You read what Scheffler well, said I, I, after I Rochester. Nice, look, I think Scheffler's a very nice guy but I would politely disagree with him. And also, players are trying to protect their psyche. They don't want to get embroiled in these debates because it will deflect from their need to be focused to play golf. So the easiest way to do that is not take a controversial position. Well, I don't have to play golf tomorrow. I don't. But, but Scotty Scheffler does. And then on the odd chance that events conspire to lead these players through, I would say, ridiculous ideas to be on the Ryder Cup team, well, then you got to make the best of it. But there's that line. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Miracle, where Herb Brooks's character, played by Kurt Russell. Yeah, sure, of course. Told, Hockey. Okay, yeah. you, remember the, you remember the scene where the Olympic Committee said, we want you to choose uh, the best players. And he said, this is not about choosing the best players. This is about choosing the right players. Okay, that line wasn't just Hollywood. Okay, that line underscores what it means to be a part of the team. It is not just about winning and losing. It's not just. It's about being good for the team. And when you put players that defected to another tour who brought about lawsuits against that tour and who are playing for Saudi Arabia effectively and helping Saudi Arabia launder their reputation I think it's disgusting to have them on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Yeah. They're not there playing for the United States. They're there playing for Saudi Arabia and Live Tour. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with you on that, but I, 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 I admire your passion. Uh, I, I, what is the end game, before you go, what is the end game going to be? Next year at this time, with everything being worked out between the two sides, what do you think is going to happen? Tell me what golf's going to look like. Go ahead. Well, if the deal if the deal goes through, I don't think it will. But if the deal goes through, oh, you don't think it will? You think the Department of Justice will get in the way? I'm interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think the player advisory or the player uh, uh, committee will vote it down. And if they don't, I think the DOG will vote it down. And if they don't, I think the Senate will vote it down. And if all that happens, it still has to go through regular commit regulatory committees and the EU, and then it, uh, equivalent committees and bodies in Asia. So this, this deal has a long way to go before it gets through. And by the way, they were suing the PGA Tour for monopolistic tendencies. How does merging Live Golf, the PGA Tour, and DP World Tour not a monopoly? So how is this going to get through the DOJ? It's just not. But let's say it does. If it does, it will lead to the destruction of Live, 
There will be no place for the live players to play. They will try to come back hat in hand, and they will have to play pay huge fines to get back to play for the PGA Tour. They will literally have no place to play. And if it does go through, live will still die. Whatever this co this 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 co company this 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 for profit company, whatever that is, which exists in the ether now, if it does become uh, a golf league, it will be team competitions in the far reaches of the world that won't be airing until two or three o'clock in the morning. Then, and maybe the live players can go play there. Uh, but I have every confidence that the people that were on the board for the PGA Tour are about the smartest, shrewdest business people in the world, and their sole objective was to destroy Liv. Now, it may not look like they did. It's sad the way they had to do it. Their heart was in the right place. I certainly don't agree with the way it played out, but I think that was their sole objective. And if it plays out near, anywhere near the way they wanted to, they destroy Liv. And now they just have a, a for-profit entity, which was necessary to get PIF involved and not go somewhere else, that exists somewhere in the ether. That's the way I see it. You're the best, Prendel. Uh, we will fight another day. I'm glad to have you on here to get your side of the coin on. Keep in touch. We appreciate you. You keep making those bars. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.